Popculture Pastor. Need to breathe with Who Am I? Who am I? Who are you? <laughs> who am I? How dare me? <laughs> I'll tell you who I am. Uh, my name is Dave. That's Cody. Indeed. This is Pop Culture Pastor. The radio show. <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to say. I was just like, I'm just going to be quiet and make you say something just because I thought it would be interesting. It It, wasn't. It was not. (laughs) Um, I mean, I could have told you that I found out why Adam and Larry in the band U2 are named Adam and Larry and not something cool like Bono and the Edge. But I'm not going to tell you. You lost out on that. (laughs) I don't know what happened there. I just know they got jobbed. How are Adam and Larry in the same band with Bono and the Edge? Evidently, they're all village names, Bono and the Edge. Uh And Adam and Larry had village names, but they were not ones they wanted to go by. Oh, okay. And so evidently, Adam and Larry just sounds better (laughs) than what they could have been. Uh, yes, we could. Uh, are they Irish? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it yeah. Irish. If we go by our village names, I'm Bono. That's the Edge. There's Dingus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they were. They were probably worse than that. They were probably not something to be shared. Um. Well, they shared it on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. So it wasn't too bad. Bono or the Edge did. He shared what their names were because David Letterman was like. How do you get Adam and Larry? <laughs> yeah. What 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 is Bono's real name? Do we know? Um, I mean, I did know. Oh, you did know. Is it a well-known thing? Is it like public knowledge? I didn't know if he yeah. ever said. So Bono has a real name. That's not Bono. Who knew? He also has a daughter that acts. Paul David Hewson. I had no idea. I just he was Bono to me. Now he's Paul. Yes. Man, my world just got rocked. <laughs> I was I built my my house on on sand. <laughs> um yeah, he's named after like Bono Vox, which is like a hearing aid company <laughs> or something. I don't know. This just keeps getting less and less cool. And I learned that he got kicked out of a school. See, I had that tracks. That tracks. I'm like, who's kicking Bono out? Yeah. Well, not Bono, Paul. They kicked out Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Later on, he became Bono, and everyone at that school was like, oh, he looks familiar. Exactly. Anyways, you two's fun. Uh, Good good afternoon. This is Pop Culture Pastor. Welcome. To the show. Yeah, to to the show. This is the show. It never really goes beyond this. I, I, if you're just joining us for the first time today, you're probably wondering, like, oh, I bet they calm down and aren't all over the place with what they're talking about. No. No, we're, we are not. I'm uh, – he's a millennial. I'm Gen X who was raised on television. I have, like, you know, self-inflicted ADD. This is about as as, as focused as we get. And I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> So and he's all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> Welcome. This is going to be fun. Cody, have you ever been skiing? 
Yes, I have. Are you, are you a ski bunny? Um, I don't even know what that is. I just remember hearing it in the 80s. Back in the days of yore, I was. Yeah. Have you been skiing a lot? Um, so growing up, the church uh, youth group that I uh, went to, they would go each year uh, to St. Joseph, Missouri, and they have the, the ski place with the fake snow. Oh, wow. Your youth group went. Youth group went. And then, Your youth pastor is much more fun than I am. And then when I went to Salina to college, my student internship, the church that I was interning at, their youth group went out to Loveland, Colorado every spring break. Wow. And they would go skiing at real mountains with real snow. And so, is, oh, go on. So, like, St. Joe prepared me for real skiing. And, like, the first day of real skiing, I was not the best at slowing down, which is a problem. <laughs> um, but the second day, I basically was ready to be lane meyer jr <laughs> that is listen that is too deep of a pop culture cut 99.9 percent .9 of people do not understand the reference you just dropped um i will be him at the end of the movie better off dead <laughs> where he's actually skiing perfectly <laughs> so. lane meyer uh, so you're, you're pretty much a professional skier now. I was. And you enjoy it. It's fun. It was fun. Yeah. Skiing's one of those things, um, I've never done. I've just, uh, just judging from the mechanics of it when I watch other people do it and how, when I see people crash doing it, I, I notice how like much tension is put on the knees and I'm like, nope, not doing that. There's some things big guys shouldn't do. And, there and I've is, put I've put skiing on that list. There is a lot of like, okay, you got to bend down, you got to twist this way, got to twist that way, you got to cross your skis and tilt them a little bit, and yeah, there's a lot of knee movement. And yeah. if you're not good at skiing and you're heading towards a tree, you got to jump and fall over to avoid the tree. So. Yeah, and so this is, by the way, I thought this even before I had bad knees. So even in my younger days when I'm, you know, I was playing sports and I was pretty athletic, even then I was like, nah, nah. You always hear about the guys who tore up a knee because they went skiing over spring break. Um, the people that impress me, although it looks miserable 90% of the time, is snowboarders. Yeah. Because, like, 90% of the time, you are laying down on your backside, it looks like. Because <laughs> you have fallen. That's where I would be. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get up, and, like, you got to, like, propel yourself a little bit, and then go, and it's like, with skiing, you got the poles. Would I die if I went on a ski run just with, like, a saucer? No control, <laughs> just on a saucer. Would that be crazy? Um, or an inner tube? If it's a clean straightaway, which at uh, St. Joseph, Missouri, you can like inner tube down some of the hills. Mm -hmm. So I'd do that. Okay. It, the see, because I might sled. 
That sounds fun. Get a toboggan. A toboggan, yeah. I, I would do that. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I stand on skiing. And you might be thinking, well, Dave, why are we why are we talking about skiing? Well, because apparently Gwyneth Paltrow has trouble slowing down too, allegedly. Um, she should evidently get a toboggan or a rosebud of some sort and do that instead. <laughs> she has been invited to stand trial in Utah. What? And, uh, yeah, apparently it's from a ski accident. This is what it stems from. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it here in a sec. Okay. So apparently Gwyneth Paltrow in 2019, was sued by a guy named Terry Sanderson. Oh, Terry. <laughs> oh, it's, what, just because she's Gwyneth Paltrow, you're going to go all in on Terry? Back it up, Terry. You have no, I've given you no details, <laughs> and you are, you are Team Gwyneth. I'm not Team Gwyneth. I'm just anti the lawsuits at this point. We'll see if you're right. In 2019, uh, the Iron Man star, Gwyneth Paltrow, because that's what she's known for. <laughs> yes. Was sued by Terry Sanderson, who claims she seriously injured him during a crash on the slopes at a Park City ski resort. This well, happened in 2016 at, okay. uh, at a beginner on a beginner run. What? At Deer Valley. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> um, you are indignant. I am. I am indignant. Because even on the beginner run, like... It, it the slope's not that steep. She can't be booking it. I was going to make a Tom Cruise joke about Gwyneth and I both having the need for speed, but like beginner run, maybe no. maybe Gwyneth just has the skill and prowess of an Olympic downhill skier, and she just built up a lot of speed. Who knows? I'm calling shenanigans already. Now, um, shenanigans. Then in the the suit came in 2019 and the incident happened in 2016. That is alarming that like <laughs> it took us three years to file this suit. So the alleged incident at Deer Valley Resort uh, in the lawsuit, the, this guy who's uh, putting the lawsuit forward, he's a retired optometrist, he says Paltrow was skiing out of control and knocked him out. Now. What? What you say. <laughs> now, listen, I don't know anything about skiing. So you say a beginner run, they, they can't be going that fast. But this guy says, I got knocked out. It says it left him with a concussion and four broken ribs. And, and he refers to it as a hit and run. <laughs> he, he claims that Gwyneth Paltrow left him injured on the mountain and didn't send help. He, he also alleges a Deer Valley ski instructor filed a false incident report saying that Gwyneth Paltrow didn't cause the crash. So let's stop right there because I need help in processing all this. Do you Does this sound legitimate to you? Oh, my goodness. Like, does this guy have osteoporosis? <laughs> There's no way she could have been going fast enough in your estimation. Even though you, I mean, I mean, to be fair, you've never been to Park City. I, so I have not been to this ski resort. But beginner mountain level is usually not steep. Yeah, what, what kind of angle are we talking about here? What kind of grade? Like, I don't know. Like, 
maybe wheelchair ramp. <laughs> like <laughs> slightly more than that, maybe. But not it's not steep. And if Gwyneth Paltrow creamed this guy so hard that he got concussed and broke four ribs. Did Gwyneth Paltrow suffer injuries? Because clearly she took him out like she was Lawrence Taylor. (laughs) She was on an outside blitz from the outside (laughs) linebacker position. Well, that's a, that does beg an interesting question. And I assume that would come up in the trial because like, look, Gwenny's not big. <laughs> yeah, what are we? What is she? One hundred fifteen pounds tops. Like, although, although if this dude is retired, he's an older gentleman. Maybe he's not very big either. Although, what you're saying is true. It's like, like you know, the laws of physics says that if he sustains damage as a human being by getting hit by another human being, that that other human being will also sustain some damage, unless Gwyneth was wearing her iron suit at the time. That would be a game changer. Um, Part of my concern with this retired optometrist is what if he was the one that was being reckless? Like he crossed in front of her path and she was clearly on this path. And he was like, I'm going to go super slow and go sideways forever in a day. And then I'm going to cross back over just randomly. Yeah, so again, I've never been skiing. Like, I can understand what you're talking about, but I don't know the mechanics of all that. Like, is that a problem when you're skiing? Do you have to watch out for slower people who are kind of weaving? So, um, if you're like going fast, it's like bicycling. Like, if you're coming up on someone, you say, on your left, on your right, whatever. Oh, okay. You alert them if you're in control of what you're doing then you should also be able to somewhat slow down and avoid those tangle-ups because usually the slopes aren't super narrow. So we would go sledding on the hill at KU, the hills at KU, which are pretty steep and big. And um, we also had warnings. So when we would be kids on sleds, like on saucers that you don't steer, and people were walking up the hill but maybe not paying attention and you were going right for them, you also would say, ah! <laughs> and usually plow into them and undercut them and they would flip. <laughs> Some kids wouldn't say anything, and that's just that's just brutal, but funny to watch. Uh, because usually nobody was seriously injured. Although some of those, I mean, those sleds and inner tubes, you can get going a pretty high rate of speed. They could be dangerous, but um, yeah. So this is all very weird. Now, apparently she has uh, obviously her own side of the story, which we'll talk about. Okay. Now I'm intrigued. So we were intrigued this morning by this story. This story where Gwyneth Paltrow is getting sued by a retired optometrist because of an incident on at a ski resort in 2016, where apparently Gwyneth ruthlessly slammed <laughs> into this guy on the slopes and pretty much left him for dead. Did not send help. He was he said he got a concussion and three broken ribs and was knocked unconscious. Gwyneth Paltrow, like ultimate fighter. Yeah, it took him out. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't The Rock, right? 
<laughs> the Rock don't care if you're hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Gwyneth Paltrow, and that's what he's alleging. Uh, he brought a suit in 2019, and then, you know, I guess it's about to come finally have its day in court. Now, his, his version of the story is far different from Gwyneth Paltrow's, which shouldn't be surprising probably to you. Uh, she alleges in a counterclaim. Okay, so now this is getting interesting. She has sued him. Um, a, she probably has a lot more money than he does. Yeah. This doesn't bode well for the optometrist. Well, this is always interesting because I love it in America. This is like this is like totally American. We're like, oh, you're gonna sue me? No, I'm suing you. <laughs> and every and everyone's suing each other, and there's cross suing going on. It's like the it's like the suit it's like the counter suit fight at the OK Corral. Yeah, and you just got to be careful that you know you're not watching. You're just like lollygagging around and watching the fight, and you're gonna get hit with a suit. <laughs> that's how it works i've seen it a hundred times that guy that guy ran me down on a ski slope once I'm like i've never been skiing she says that the retired optometrist actually plowed into her from behind and delivered a quote-unquote full body blow okay this sounds realistic paltrow said she was shaken by the collision and quit skiing with her family for the day like that day she quit seeing skiing she says sanderson apologized to her and said he was fine she had previously denied blame for the crash in the statement but had not yet offered a full version of events until now she's seeking quote symbolic damages in the amount of one dollar plus her costs and attorney's fees to defend this meritless claim she also has vowed to donate any additional funds potentially awarded by the jury to a charitable organization so she's going like look Oh, that's a good PR move. By yeah, Glennie. she's going full into this, which clearly there are things that someone famous can do where you're like, oh, because like real honestly, the move here by most rich people would be just settle. It's not yeah. worth it. It's not worth what we're going to pay the lawyers. It's not worth the, you know, your name being dragged through tabloids and news, you know, journal journalistic things. Uh, about a lawsuit, just pay him for his, you know, what what he spent on his medical stuff. You know, offer him a little bit more, and maybe that's what this dude thought would happen. Here's a Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, because her actions kind of tell me she's probably telling the truth. Like, she wouldn't go through all the trouble and uh, the hassle of this if she didn't think... That she, if she thought knew she'd done something wrong, I, I don't. I, listen, we don't know because we weren't there. But he did wait three years, so now the burden proof's kind of on him, like to come up with the hospital bills and the diagnosis of a concussion. Because even if you have broken ribs and there may not be a whole lot they can do for it, you go to the doctor and get that checked out. Yeah. I don't know. There's little things I want. Look, I'm like X-Files. I want to believe. <laughs> right? Like. I want to believe this. I want to believe guys with these stories. But this is what he told reporters in Salt Lake City. You ready for this? Uh-oh. He waited to sue uh, for nearly three years because he had problems with attorneys and also could not function properly because of the concussion. You mm buying that? Okay. So. 
me being a random sports fan, mm-hmm. I know of quite a few incidents of NFL players and even Dale Earnhardt Jr. after suffering a concussion that it lingered on for a long time, the side effects. With that being said. So much that he wasn't functioning? Um, like Junior couldn't race for he couldn't race a race car going 200 miles per hour around a super speedway for three hours, <laughs> but he could pick up a phone and call a lawyer. Probably, oh. um, I will say, in all the instances I'm thinking of, this wasn't their first concussion, they had had multiple, and that mm, yeah. the cumulative effect of concussions, um, is alarming. So this guy has taken me from being a cynical (laughs) dude about Gwyneth Paltrow and not really caring for her candles and their names to now I'm Team Gwynny. Team Gwynny! (laughs) <laughs> and I don't want to be. Yeah, yeah. I think the it's. I'm, I'm dubious. I'm with you. I'm dubious, bro. Just because I, I, I like. There's a lot of weird angles here, including the one where she's like doubling down on you instead of just saying, "Oh man, I'm sorry, you were hurt." Here, here's some money for your medical expenses. Money, by the way, which she has tons of. Yeah. She has her own company, like, aside from the acting. Um, she was married to a rock star. Legitimate rock star, like filling stadiums. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know. But I will say, slow down, Gwyneth. <laughs> this <laughs> isn't the- a Fast and Furious movie. This isn't This isn't the Black Diamond. This is a bunny slope, <laughs> lady. <laughs> I'm going to take you back right now. Let's take you back to uh, fourth grade. Uh, there's no real rhyme or reason. I just want to take you back to fourth grade. It's fourth grade. You are, it's, it's about lunch. You're walking to the lunchroom. And you go into the cafeteria and you go, you get in line. You grab your tray. Did you grab your own tray or did they give you a tray? I grabbed my own tray. Okay, you grab your tray. You get your milk. Are we are we going uh, white milk or chocolate milk? Chocolate. And if they had strawberry, oh, you guys had strawberry every once in a while. It wasn't a constant thing. Oh man! So like it was a special day if you had the strawberry. And when I got to high school, they had uh, like uh, vanilla ice cream flavored milk. First of all. His face when he said when he got to high school, I've never seen him that happy. (laughs) Like he was in that moment. He was like the happiest he'd ever been. If you have ever had that milk, it's delightful. We sold Pizza Hut pizza in our high school cafeteria. So I get you. Oh, you're living the dream. (laughs) Like the a la carte had cheese fries. So that was the big deal. Okay. You had to pay $2.50 for a slice of Pizza Hut pizza. Which, like, listen, this was back in, like, 1993. So $2.50, that was a lot. Um, But, yeah, anyways, you're walking into your cafeteria. You grab your tray. You grab your milk. 
and then they set something on your tray for your lunch. And it's a craft Lunchable. You familiar with Lunchables? I am. Is fourth grader Cody happy about the Lunchable? Um, compared to like half the food that they were serving, yes. But yeah. I would be disappointed for the other half. <laughs> now you'd be disappointed. But I think, like I, when Lunchables came out, there was we we had a fascination with them. Um, and yeah, so like Lunchables for lunch is like the, our third grade self's dream, right? Um, if you're not familiar with Lunchables, Lunchables are the pre-made, like it's craft makes them, but they come in this like yellow container with the different receptacles and there's crackers and meat and cheese and there's cheese. Yeah. It's like a meat and cheese tray almost with crackers. And then Uh, usually there's a, a candy or something. Yeah. So they, when I was a kid, they had even the nachos ones and the make your own pizza. Yeah, the pizza one, right? So the che- extra cheesy pizza is a favorite of uh, one of my kids. My mom would get the pepperoni one, and mm. I would make myself a personal pepperoni. Although, like, my school didn't have a microwave that students had access to, so it was all cold, and it kind of makes me sad. Yeah. So you might be wondering, well, Dave, why are we talking about Lunchables? Dave, why are we talking about Lunchables? Kraft Heinz has succeeded in getting its ready-to-eat packaged Lunchables into school lunch programs starting this fall in a major new initiative. So there are school districts in the nearby area, not this specific town that we live in, that... They hire uh, catering services that basically have like a TV dinner lunch wow. style. Really? And so and that's is that a small town thing? It it's a corporate entity that smaller school districts are going to because they underbid the regular lunch program. Huh. Interesting. And so. I wouldn't be shocked if this takes off as well, just because it's all about the Benjamins. Yeah. And unfortunately that's true. And like, look, it makes sense that Kraft Heinz from the, from the beginning probably wanted, this is what they wanted. The Lunchables. That's why they, they, they're marketable to kids. They've always been marketed to kids. Oh yeah. And it makes sense that, Hey, a big moneymaker for them would be, what if, nationally school lunch programs adopted giving lunchables to kids like i i don't know that i would listen i liked lunchables as a kid but i like hot food too oh yeah Mm -hmm. some days you want hot food and like a lunchable would not be exciting to me but this is happening so uh, a Kraft Heinz executive announced last month that the company is preparing to deliver its packaged ready-to-eat lunchable kids' meals directly to students by putting them in school cafeterias. Carlos Abrams Rivera, executive vice president with Kraft Heinz, said two new varieties of lunchables, these would be separate from the lunchables you buy in the stores, with quote-unquote improved nutrition, this needs to be nutritious. Yeah. He says they comply with the national school lunch program requirements uh, that will be served in K through 12 schools nationwide beginning this fall. Uh, he said that he said this all at the annual consumer analyst group of New York conference. 
on February 21st. He did not provide details about the specific Lunchable products heading to schools, but a company website has appeared to show the new products. Here's how it's described on the website. Kraft Heinz Away From Home, the Lunchable products that are said are, quote, built for schools, meet the National School Lunch Program guidelines. They are Lunchables Turkey and Cheddar Cracker Stackers. Classic. The standard. And Lunchables Extra Cheesy Pizza. Also a very safe one. These are the ones heading to your school 2023-24 school year. Uh, but also, they they also point out that they're great for field trips, summer school, and dinner programs, too. <laughs> like, they're not done selling. <laughs> so, like, field trips, that would actually be a really good way to go. Are, are you going to have a problem? Like, listen, even, like, 10-year-old me, that's not enough food. No. That's not enough food. I mean, what are we talking about? What's in a Lunchables? Are we talking about, like, eight crackers, eight pieces, little slices of meat, and eight little slices of cheese? That's it. If that. And the extra cheesy pizza is like a little, what is that? Like a piece of pita bread or something? What do you put it uh, on? I mean, you're being generous with calling it pita bread. And, and it's not much bigger than the size of a hockey puck. Definitely not as thick as a hockey puck. No. Nope. And you just spread some spaghetti sauce on that and sprinkle your mozzarella on it. And you, how is that enough? It would be portion control, but there's also the whole idea that schools... Being the place that kids actually get the option and the opportunity to eat healthier food items that they may not get at home because healthier food items cost more. Yeah. There, so there's a couple qualities to this that the school, that the administration was all about. One was these don't need to be frozen. They just need to be kept refrigerated. So apparently that's a big deal. Yeah. So you don't have to freeze all these things. They're just refrigerated and they have a shelf life for a little while. But again, it comes back to this problem of three and a half ounce container, turkey and cheddar, three and a half ounces. How is that enough? For the, you know, Listen, some kids don't eat much, but some kids do. And some kids don't eat much at home. Yeah. And so like they're getting most of their nutritional value at the school. I don't, you know, this was a problem for me just in regular school though, because I always wanted more, even with the regular old lunches, mm -hmm. there were certain meals that they were fine. They were plenty, but like anytime. So really anytime you were dealing with something that wasn't like totally a solid. So like pizza, that was fine. I got plenty uh, when we had pizza days, but something like um, for instance, we would have like Mac and cheese and little smokies where the mac and cheese is more of a, you know, you know, not a solid, and there's solid in it. Chili would be another example. Yeah. Whenever you had stuff like that, I found it wasn't enough that I, I was always still hungry because there just wasn't enough food. There wasn't enough there. Pork ribette day. And <laughs> <laughs> Basically the McRib. If it was a sandwich, I was fine. Hamburger, although it wasn't real beef. Let's yeah. be honest. It was so soy. It beans. was soy. Um, chicken, witch. we had a chicken sandwich lovingly called the chicken, Witch. that was enough. Put a little Mayo on that. I get that. You also want to, there's a, a balancing act here. And I don't know if Lunchables is something I would fully invest in for like the calendar school year. Like it'd be something that I might have as an option. Like, Oh, you don't like what's on the main line. 
here's a Lunchable. And that would be the substitute. Yeah. And I'd be okay with that because ah, we have a great nutritional meal right here, hot and ready, out of the oven for yeah. you. And you don't want it? Be like the kids that bring their lunch to school and have a Lunchable. Right. This is, well, okay, so this is all about convenience, right? Oh, this has got to be convenience and cost and craft for what it's worth said, Hey, we modified the content of the lunch bowl to meet the grain, the whole grain. So apparently to meet the nutritional standards, they had to add some whole grain to it. What I'm assuming they added to the crackers. Yes. But like, they, so they didn't divulge anything. The, the FDA says, or the USDA approved it. But Kraft doesn't have to tell you what they did. So, like, in this article, it says they declined to provide additional details about the cost and other nutritional content, including, and this is a big one, sodium and saturated fat content. They didn't have to divulge that. And the fact that they intentionally didn't divulge that, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. These are the kids you're feeding now. Shouldn't we know the sodium? Oh, yeah. A lot of this processed stuff, the sodium count tends to be pretty high right mm-hmm. for me this is all uh a, a cost money grab by schools if you go to it yeah. and it's what you're offering only if you're offering other food then i'm good with you having that as your field trip your um alternative lunch but there needs to be real food what about lunch ladies Yep, he, we're losing lunch staff, cafeteria staff, because you really don't need that many people to, besides the person to take the money and the person to hand out the Lunchable or to place the Lunchables there. and Less prep, yeah. The uh, cleanup, you won't have uh, water usage because it's all prepackaged, and so it just goes in the trash. You might not lose all the jobs. You just might make them part-time because most schools have a, have a breakfast program, and I'm assuming that'll still take prep. Um, a lot of schools do offer, like, Pop-Tarts and the cereal, prepackaged cereal. Yep. Um, and so really cut a lot of corners and reduce the amount full-time and the amount of staff in general. Serious question. Are we So nobody would argue that we've messed up food. In America. Nobody would argue that. I'm not arguing. Are we getting it. better or are we just continuing to get worse? I think we're just progressing on the path that we were already on. So we're, we're getting worse. <laughs> that it's easier, quicker, cheaper, and less human need in the whole process. So it's interesting. It's interesting that Kraft will not divulge the sodium content of the Lunchables. Where's the American Heart Association on this? (laughs) Listen, listen, it's interesting because there have been new changes, proposed changes to school food guidelines by the USDA. They're not passed yet, but they're they're being proposed. Um, And the proposed changes aim to reduce added sugar and sodium specifically in school provided lunches. The standards would reduce sodium limits gradually over several school years. Notoriously, Americans are very, we don't really pay attention to sodium. My kids love ramen. Um, Have you ever looked at the sodium content of a ramen pack? It's all sodium. <laughs> it's like it's like 
solid sodium. <laughs> Literally, sodium is so good, though. Tasting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would eat McDonald's fries without all the salt on it. He's like, he was like Homer Simpson. He's like, mmm, sodium. <laughs> yes. So... I I know it's difficult for school programs as is with the dietary restrictions that they face, whether because kids have allergies or because of federal guidelines. Um, and once you cut down the sodium content, it also will add difficulty to it. So, yeah, there's a lot of things to take into uh, this situation. Yeah. Um. So let's listen. Here's here's the bad part about sodium. Research will show you that high intakes of sodium uh, over time increase the res- risk of developing high blood pressure and other diseases. Okay, Heart disease and stroke goes up exponentially. The concern is, is that young kids who are exposed to high sodium in packaged foods early in life could develop a preference for high sodium foods throughout their lives. Listen, I think this is me. I was going to say, I just said on air that I love sodium. I love packaged foods. (laughs) And that's what they're saying. And now we go back to this idea that, wait, we're making Lunchables the choice of our school lunches. Like we're like, we're like kids could always get sent with a Lunchable in their sack lunch. But this is like actually giving kids lunches in schools. So listen, the Lunchable Turkey and Cheddar with crackers that's sold in, you know, the stores, the 3.2 ounce, it contains 740 milligrams of sodium. According to the Dietary Guidelines for Americans, adults should limit sodium intake to less than 2,300 milligrams per day. So you're talking about almost one third of the sodium intake recommended for adults. Children sodium intake is way lower what they recommend. So lunchables <laughs> in the lunchroom. Wait a minute. Is this good? Is this good, Cody? Wait, listen, we're just pastors who uh, have a who have a radio show. So face value. I will tell you this is not good at all. Again, alternative lunch because the kid wasn't going to eat what slop you were throwing out there. Because <laughs> at times when I was a kid, it was definitely slop. Um, gruel. It was gruel. But I bet it had less sodium. It probably did. And that's why I didn't like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but again, I don't think it should be your main meal Yeah, at, at the school. I, it seems weird. It's all about the money in my eyes. It does seem weird that in the span of the last, what, 15 years, we went from Michelle Obama's overhaul of school lunch programs, which like, look, I know a lot of people didn't like it. You're getting sweet potato tots instead of regular tots, you know, like that was gross. (laughs) It didn't taste good. Um, but just get rid of tots in general at that point. I love that. We just bounce in America. We tend to bounce back and forth between extremes. So like, it's like, okay, nobody liked the Michelle, Michelle Obama's plan. Let's just go with craft lunchables. Let's just go with the prepackaged processed cheese. (laughs) Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Cody? Can we just start serving the kids? Nothing but Lay's (laughs) chip products. (laughs) 
Do you want barbecue or do you want Doritos? Man, you know I want Doritos. What are you talking about? Very cool ranch. And I don't want just the regular Doritos. I want the roulette Doritos that some of the chips have like way extra of the powder on the Doritos that cause the workers cancer. But I want to ingest them willingly because <laughs> they taste yummy. Probably tons of sodium. All the sodium. I actually feel good now because I'm drinking an energy energy drink currently. It only has 20 milligrams of sodium. So I got that going for me. You don't want to know how many was in the Mountain Dew I checked. <laughs> instead, instead, I'm just filling my body with stuff that raises my blood pressure. Not good. <laughs> what do we do? It's like a no-win situation here. I'm telling you. Water and bread. That's the answer. <laughs> no, not bread. Bread's bad for you. Too many carbs. <laughs> water and water. <laughs> Hey everybody, Dave here. What you have just listened to are bits and pieces of our radio show. We have a radio show on KFEX Firescape Radio located in Chanute, Kansas. You can hear that show from noon to four every weekday. So if you want to tune into that, you can go to www.kfex931.com or you can search KFEX in your app store on your smartphone and find their totally free app there. If you're a fan of Christian music, you might like to listen to our live show at when you're at work or uh, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're, you, you like music in the house, you may love to listen to that during the day, so give it a try. Um, we would also direct you to our podcast, Pop Culture Pastor. That's probably why you're listening anyways to this uh, a version of what we do. As always, uh, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on our social medias on Facebook and Twitter. It helps us out when you share it, uh, when you review and, and rate us on our podcast uh, homes. And of course, follow us on social media and share our stuff there. So thank you so much for listening. We love all of you guys so much. We have such a great community of listeners and uh, we'll see you when the regular pod drops on Friday.